Hey guys, it's Denise Duggan, Hyphenami, from up in Tallahassee, Florida. I listened to the show oh, a couple hours ago, but I couldn't call you from the house because I'm not telling the kids about this. So you're hearing a very calmed down version of me thanking you so much for the cruise. Um, if you heard like some noise from up in the Tallahassee area around 6.45 this morning, that was me screaming and hollering. You guys have absolutely made my my day, my week, my month, my year, my life. I mean, it just, thank, all I can say is thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, bye. Hello and welcome to a special New Year's Day edition of the Diz Unplug Roundtable from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner. Joined each week by our team of Orlando experts, Bob Varley, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. In this week's show, we'll tell you about the changes to Spaceship Earth, which is in a soft opening right now, ahead of its February grand opening. Corey and Julie Martin got to spend a little time in the Cinderella Castle suite at the Magic Kingdom, and they'll give us a report on that. And John Magi has some tips on what to do if you need medical attention while you're on vacation. All that plus will unveil a new contest for January and we're going to tell you how you can win some great prizes all month long on this week's edition of the Diz Unplugged. Now, I want to uh, say at the beginning of the show, you heard uh, from Denise Dugan from Tallahassee, Florida, who was the winner of our seven-night Disney cruise vacation that we gave away Christmas Day. And uh, for those of you who are joining our show for the first time, we uh, uh, took all the emails and voicemails that we played on our show last year, and we drew one name at random, and that person got a, a seven-night cruise. And uh, you can start sending those emails again, folks. We're going to do it again this year. Um, you can send your emails to podcast at www.info.com if you have a question for the team, a suggestion for the show, a criticism, or anything else. Um, anything else you think we should read on the show, just go ahead and send it in. Or you can call our toll-free podcast line, which I don't have in front of me, but is on our podcast main page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. All right, so with that uh, out of the way, I do want to wish everybody a, a very happy a very happy New Year. And to let you know that uh, the team is actually not here with me at the moment. I'm sitting in the room uh, in the studio by myself uh, recording the intro. Uh, in order to uh, accommodate uh, everyone's schedules over the holidays, what we did is we recorded a number of segments in advance so that we had new shows to go up on Christmas and New Year's. So uh, there is not going to be a, news, a, a new segment this week because... I think the best part of the news is the discussion that it generates, not necessarily the stories themselves. So I, I don't like to do the, I didn't want to do the news without uh, everybody here. So, but what I do want to do is kind of uh, tell you guys about some things we're going to be doing. I've been alluding for the last several weeks that we we're going to be doing some cool stuff in January, and I, I I plan to deliver on that promise. So we're going to be doing a couple of things now. For those of you who did not win a cruise uh, on Christmas Day, don't worry. Um, we are in the process of planning a special Diz Unplugged podcast cruise for 2009. And throughout the year, we're going to be giving away, we're going to be giving away staterooms to join us on that, on that cruise. So there are going to be plenty of opportunities for folks to win cruises and actually meet all of us and participate in some cool parties. We've got a whole bunch of ideas we're planning. It's still in the planning stages. We know we're going to do it. We know it's going to be in 2009. I don't have a date yet. It's likely going to be in May. But uh, we are going to. We'll give you more information next week. We'll have a lot more information on next week's show. It's a discussion I definitely want to have with the whole crew here. Um, so that's one thing we're going to be doing. The other thing we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing a, a special contest uh, this month and probably into February. We're going to be doing a photo contest. 
we give you guys an opportunity to upload your photos to our photo post area. We're going to create a special section in the photo post section of the Diz where um, you can upload photos into different categories. We're going to have any number of categories, and people are going to be able to vote on your photos. And we're going to take the top five vote getters in each category, and then the team is going to decide who the winners are. And we're going to give away all sorts of prizes. We've got everything. Gift certificates, spa treatments. Um, I've got some uh, iPods to give away. I have an iPod Touch to give away, which is very similar to an iPhone. And I also have an iPhone to give away. So we're giving away a whole bunch of stuff this month. And uh, I've changed all the prizes in the prize envelopes. And again, for those of you who are new to our show, what we do is um, we read emails on the show once a week. And we give everybody who gets an email read or a voicemail played gets a, a T-shirt from us. And then we select one person from that month at random whose uh, email or voicemail we played on the show. And that person gets to pick a number. And here in the studio, I have uh, 30 envelopes. Each one has a different prize in it. And uh, we ask the winner to pick a number between 1 and 30. And they get the contents of that envelope. And one thing I guarantee you I am going to give away this month. I've been dying to give it away. This has been a prize in those envelopes for six months now is a, a chance to uh, go on a, a, a dining review with Kevin Close. And I am insistent I am going to give that away to someone this month. So if that's something you might be interested in, you're going to get a chance to do that. Uh, you will get a chance to do that this month. So we're going to be doing that. And like I said, I'm going to have more details on our January 8th show next week with um, with what to do for a photo contest. But uh, I would suggest that you start getting your photos together now. Start taking a look at which photos you have that uh, you think might uh, be good and uh, get ready to upload those to the site. So that'll be, that'll be a fun contest. And um, last but certainly not least, we're going to be doing uh, random drawings every week starting next week for the next two months, January and February, from people who sign up for our mailing list uh, we're going to draw a name at random each month, and we are going to give you a shot at picking one of those, picking a number for one of the envelopes. And we've got everything in the envelopes, as I was just outlining, iPods and uh, gift certificates and all sorts of cool stuff. So like I said, lots of cool stuff going on. Um, you can sign up for our mailing list at podcast.wdwinfo.com. There's a sign-up form right there for you. Uh, and just so you know, that is never sold or used for anything else other than to send out notices. I don't think I don't even think we've sent one out yet. Um, we, we're not going to spam you. We're not going to send you advertising. We're not going to sell the names. Um, we don't do anything like that with our mailing lists, um, not even to our, our corporate sponsors here on the Diz. Nobody has access to that but us. And if you're signing up for that, the only time we'll use it is when we need to get information to you about the show. If we have something special coming up, we're going to be using it more often to let people know about different things. But right now we use it to uh, draw names at random and give away some cool prizes. So that's an easy way. Get your uh, photos together, like I said, for the photo contest. And uh, I'm going to figure out a creative way to give away uh, dinner with Kevin. So, And, of course, all this is always outlined on our podcast main page podcast.wdwinfo.com okay next up uh john and kevin have a little bit to tell us about the uh, changes to spaceship earth actually just john oh just john mm -hmm. just john, just john. Just john. <laughs> 
<laughs> we all did jazz hands. <laughs> Kevin couldn't go. That should be your segment. Just, Just John. John. Yeah, that'd be a good idea for a segment. Yeah, great. Do I get a prize? Because <laughs> <laughs> right. Julie gets a prize. Segment. Here, have the chocolate. <laughs> the other night, coming out of Epcot, um, we had a chance to get on Spaceship Earth for one of the the previews of it. They had the little door open through the wooden embarkment that they have outside and was able what to was sleep. really cool was it wasn't open it opened and john went through it and they closed it it was like they just, let, let 15 people through just john just john <laughs> just john um just john before i give too much information there may be some spoilers in here and i know how people react if you give away too much information and they get freaked out so you might want to not right. listen if you hear a spoiler i'll leave you will yeah if, yeah <laughs> we'll we'll uh, we'll say we'll say spoiler alert before we say anything that we're going to give anything oh, away oh it's not like you see dead people just go on <laughs> <laughs> the outside queue is pretty much the same they cleaned it up they painted it they put some plants in and some lighting so that's pretty much the same the cars look Almost identical to the way they were before, except now there is a screen in them. Hmm. The two front seats have a screen for themselves, and the two back seats have a screen for themselves. And I was lucky enough in that the screens were running that night. In the past, I'd heard they weren't been going. So you get in the car, and the car moves forward, and you go up the little hill, and it's Jim, Jim. It's Dame Judy Dench. <laughs> that would have been bad. James Dench. <laughs> and I know who she is now. James Duty Wench. <laughs> James Duty Wench. <laughs> That's good. And the nice thing is, is that the 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 track now, the narration now, is not only cleaner, but it makes more sense. Do you remember before when it was all this, you know, you know, superbly of. Ooh, it's this and it's that and talking about and you didn't know exactly what they were talking about. They made it more linear. It's the history of communication pretty much from beginning to end. So it really makes it a nice tight story now as opposed to what it was before. Some of the same elements are there, which is really nice because people are freaking out about things being gone. There's the smelling Rome burn. The smell of Rome burning is still there. The sleeping monk is still there, Michelangelo. But they took some of the existing scenes and they've changed them up enough where they're interesting there's something new going on and there's some completely new scenes which are really cool uh, a couple of things there's a, a caveman scene that's been completely redone when you first go in you see the movie of the the caveman fighting the mammoth and then uh, the mammoth the mammoth <laughs> the mammoth mammoth is a county in new jersey <laughs> okay i'm going out to feed uh, fight the mammoth <laughs> Don't be making fun of the way people talk. Yeah, I was say. yeah there's the pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> I'm pretty sure your house is made of glass. Uh, i got to take my shots when I can. Then the next is the animatronic cave scene. And what's really cool about this is on the wall is a... Spoiler alert. Is a... Um, <laughs> <laughs> on the wall is a spoiler alert. <laughs> don't listen, don't listen. Plug your ears. Blah, 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 blah. Is a cave drawing. And the cave drawing is animated. But it's really cool. It's like one of those things where you can't figure out exactly how they did it. You can't see any projection on the wall. It just looks like the cave drawing's animated. What's neat about that is what they've discovered, this is not something they tell you, something I've learned previously, is that what they've discovered in with cave drawings is that's the earliest form of animation. Cave people figured out a way to draw the cave drawings in such a way that when the light flickers from their fire, it looked like the animals were moving and the people were moving. So you actually see this animated cave drawing. Really, really cool. Then hmm. you sort of go through the whole, you know, history of, you go through um, the Egyptian 
thing where they're recording history, and that's changed up a little bit in some different animatronics. Does things. the Pharaoh look less like a drag queen now? Yeah, the, the Pharaoh scene's actually really good. They've done a really good job with that. It looks much less like a drag queen. And then there's the Rome scene, and what they've done is they've put animatronics in front of the screen. Spoiler alert. Where <laughs> I like these they, they never alerts. came back, John. You never told them it was oh, over. Shoot, unspoiler. I don't. I don't know how you're gonna <laughs> unspoil, do this. Spoil, spoil. You know the scene where the chariot races down the road, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorites. They've put animatronics on that side, interacting. It always looked like one of those little fractured fairy tales. Yes, yeah. exactly. It was always too, way too cartoonish. Right, but I always loved it. As a matter of fact, when he, came out, when he came out of Spaceship Earth, I was like, are the chariots still there? So your eye is drawn to that side now, and there's something going on there. And then there's the Egyptians, and then there's the, um, then there's the scenes where you're going through uh, uh, the printing press. Well, there's the Michelangelo scene, and then there's a scene of the printing press. All Everything has sort of a slight difference to it, but it's still the same. So it's all very enjoyable. The, the new thing, one of the new things is they start to talk about, spoiler alert, they start to talk about um, the invention of the computer. And they talk about how the computer started out when it was a giant computer and it took up a whole room. So you come around the corner and there's this giant computer room. Really cool. Lights are flashing in the little spinning wheels, sort of the uh, stereotypical thing you see when you see movies of that period of showing a computer. There's a gentleman in a lab coat sort of writing something down. And then to the right is Lieutenant Uhura. (laughs) There is an African-American animatronic woman with a giant afro, yellow go-go boots, a mini skirt, giant hoop earrings, it's like Foxy Brown. <laughs> the history of hooker communication. <laughs> exactly. It makes no sense whatsoever. I don't know why she's there. I don't it's, even know who that person is that you said. From Star Trek, she was the communications director. She was... Communications director. Communications <laughs> director. Okay. Communications I'm sorry. I'm person. not a She and Diane Carroll were some of the first black women on television. On television, yeah. Okay. This was a pioneering role for her. Actually, However, actually, you watch Heroes? Yeah. Okay, um... Uh, the uh, the grandmother in New Orleans. Yes, the old black, is that that's, her? That's Nichelle Nichols. Okay. That was Lieutenant Uhura in the original Star Trek series. Okay. I she love was, that she's still on television. She was groundbreaking at the she's time. She's beautiful. And she's gorgeous. Yeah, gorgeous, and very, she's got a great singing voice. She's really, really talented. We're joking about it, but at the time, it was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. But what's part of what's funny about it is, even though it was groundbreaking at the time, it was still this, that period of the sixties. So she had a mini skirt on yeah. the show, and all the women. Yeah. yeah. So. You come around the corner and they, you know it's Lieutenant O'Hara staring at you. So it's just a little bizarre. <laughs> then they start to explain how that um, the computers were then um, uh, sort of taken to to a different level by two gentlemen in their garage who made the computer personal at that time. Oh, you're kidding me! They put Joe. Jo, uh, he was going to get himself into uh, into an attraction one way or the other, wasn't he? He's wearing go-go boots too. <laughs> no, he's not. Steve Jobs. <laughs> But what's really cool is you is the is the car makes its way around out of this scene into another scene, and there is a 1970s Pinto in the middle of Spaceship Earth. That's I thought funny. that was very cool. Wow! So there's a car in Spaceship Earth, and then they show them in their garage or him in the garage, and then being Steve, Steve Jobs and uh, Steve Wozniak. Wait until I get tell Julie what a Pinto is. I do know what a 
a pinto is, thank you. I just don't watch Star Trek. Let me explain everything to Julie. So these are some of the things I thought were very cool about the changes of it. Then there's a, um, a sort of a 60s house themed room. It talks about the, the, the breakthroughs of that time and what was going on. And then you walk, you work your way up and around Spaceship Earth. And th- at the point at which the cars turn around is when the screens come on in front of you. And you're asked a series of questions. And the series of questions are kind of like, uh, how do you prefer to work? alone or in a group um, where do you see yourself living in the future in the city or in the country just about I think it's maybe five or six questions and you touch the screen and you answer the questions and then after that's done they play an animation where they take all of your elements and show you what your future would be like really and I thought it was very cool I thought there was a couple of things that were really neat about it first of all each the front and the back have different Movies playing. The people in front of me answered differently than I did. And so their movie was definitely different than mine. However, I couldn't hear theirs and they couldn't hear mine. So the sound was done so hmm. well that it's isolated to the people sitting wow. in that car. This isn't like one of those Horizons things where everybody gets to go to the Orange Grove. Exactly. <laughs> Pressing the same thing. So you're individual within your car. So I thought that was really good. And the nice thing is, is that because of that descent, there was really never anything going on. You know, when you yeah. do that backwards descent, they had the lights flashing past you and stuff. So that's when you took that's when you take a nap. Exactly. Because right? you were bored. So what's happened is it's made that descent so much more interesting. There's something to do and something to look at. So um I think they did a great job. This this harkens back to changes to pirates, changes to a haunted mansion, changed just enough to make it new and fresh, but left all those elements in that everybody is gonna say. Imaginary is knocking know. these out of the park, aren't they? I think they are. I really think they are. I think this is a terrific addition to Spaceship Earth. I can't wait to see it. Well, yeah, that's that's great. I'm I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Now, when is it scheduled for quote unquote real opening? Uh, February twenty eighth. Let me look. I'll see. One of the things I'd like while Corey's looking for a date that if you walk by and it's not opening, if it's not open, to stop back. It wasn't open when we went in. What time As, was? What time was it when you went in, John? Um, I would say it was. Seven thirty, eight o'clock. That's yeah. Good night. I've heard that that's about the time. One of the times, ten thirty in the morning is another time I've heard that they they let so earlier in. in the morning and later in the evening. Yeah, yeah. and now we we because it was a preview. You're you're subject to that not being complete. There are parts of the attraction that were not obviously not done. You could see sort of holes and things, and also we were stuck for about seven minutes. Yeah. So it, luckily, it wasn't backwards. It's scheduled to reopen February eighteenth. February 18th. I knew it was sometime in February. The way it looks now, I mean, they're very close to being done. I don't know what else they have to do to it except just clean it up, but I thought it was very cool. Great. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much for that uh, that report. And uh, next up, Corey and Julie have a little uh, experience to uh, share with us. They got a chance to take a peek at the uh, Cinderella ca- uh, the, the suite in Cinderella Castle at the Magic Kingdom. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? It was... Um, it was sweet. <laughs> he loves his corny little jokes. We, we, had, we had an opportunity last week to to go see the castle uh, suite. It was uh, exclusive. It was just us and a tour guide. Um, we were up there for about thirty minutes. Completely overwhelming. It, it was it was something to see. Now, you know when you when you walk into the castle, the door that that you go that you have to go into, it's immediately to the right, right after the archway. 
and you enter into this concierge type uh, setting. There's a desk with uh, imported tap tapestries hanging from the ceiling. It's not it's not a man station. It just gives you the, the look of it. And then you take the elevator up to the third floor, which I mean, even the elevator, the amount of detail in this elevator is amazing. If you look at the mosaics that are through the archway in the castle, the there's a lot of stylized swirls in some of the mosaics. Those continue all the way through the um, through the elevator into the the tile work down in the bathroom and in different areas into the into the suite and also the flooring of the ball scene in one of the mosaics. That is uh, that's the floor in the suite also. The same pattern. Same pattern. Absolutely amazing. The um, right when you get out of the elevator, you're you're in this little foyer. There's a there's the glass slipper in there. Price. It's exactly my size. I wanted to put it on. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't let me. They say it's worth about $15,000. Wow. Well, underneath it, they have her tiara and her scepter. <laughs> he said, that's worth about $15. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks nice. There's also the um, on the floor, there's, the, there's a mosaic of uh, Cinderella's coach. There's about 30,000 tiles in this. It's uh, beautiful. It has 24 karat gold, yeah. white gold. I mean, the detail. Is just, I was overwhelmed. I was really overwhelmed. Really? Just from the start. I mean, I was so excited, you know. And then we, uh, we walked, in, walked in the room, which, again, you know, I didn't know where to start. It's not a very big room. I thought it was going to be a really, mm -hmm. a, you know, a big suite. It, it's, it's about the average size of. It kind of reminded me of the junior suite we stayed in on our honeymoon. Because you have three, you have your bathroom, your bed area, and then kind of a sitting room area. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say it's about the average size of, you know, the average bedroom in a house. Yeah. The whole thing, the living, the sitting quarters, the, the bathroom, and the, the living room. But there's so much authentic stuff here. You know, Disney does faux old really well. They they do a really good job of making things look old, um, like they're from their time frame. Everything in here is authentic. They import. They used a company here in Florida. They imported all the in antiques that are in the room from. I love that expression. That's what I'm going to tell people. I am what faux old. Faux old. <laughs> Fold. Well, we call Fold. it faux teak. Yeah. Faux teak. Uh, my favorite thing in the room was the 17th century desk. The secretary desk. It was actually a Dutch secretary desk. It is beautiful with the roll top and then like the glass case on top. You know, where oh. you can store things. I want it. <laughs> I was almost scared to touch things. You know, it's very welcoming and warming, but at the same time, it's like, okay, can I touch it? I mean, we yeah. sat on the bed. Because, I'm like, know, I can't we weren't sit actually on the bed. staying there, so yeah. we didn't know if we could touch anything. Yeah. <laughs> what about the view? You don't have a great view because the windows that you have to look out of are stained glass. Uh, yeah, there are a few of them that are a little clear. I, I took a, I took a photo, two photos out of the little, the little clear one. And I guess it's, no it's, going out in the balcony, huh? No. no. There's none of that. I, that's what I asked. So do they have a window they can open and like wave to people? You know, <laughs> really? they're like, no, because <laughs> no, no that's what I would do. The first thing, uh, besides the, you know the, the tile floor that you, you notice is the there's a portrait hanging above the fireplace of Cinderella, and it's in a frame, and it looks like it's a frame, but it actually doubles as the high definition TV. And huh. wow. So if the TV is not on, it just looks like a painting, which is nice because it still gives that ambience that it's the 17th century. Wow. And in the sitting room, there's a there's a big mirror and that also doubles as a high definition TV. So they, they did a really good job of incorporating 20th century, 21st century technology into this 
castle type room, you know, something that's so old. Um, the rugs are hand woven. Um, they have two antique slipper chairs. If you know what I'm talking about? They're the lower to the ground mm-hmm. chairs for the women to slip their shoes on. Um, the little table in between them. My favorite thing was the C's above the bed because it could also stand for Corey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, the bed, the, um, speaking of the bed, there are two custom headboards and they stand about eight feet tall. Um, they're, it's just, just amazing. The Bob Paws. Wow. I'm trying to think where I want to go. I mean, there's so much. I mean, y- you got to think 30, you think 30, spending 30 minutes in this suite sounds like a lot of time, but there's so much detail that, that you're trying to absorb everything so fast. The sinks are hand hammered copper. I mean, the, the whole oh, room wow. is tiny little mosaic tiles on the floor up the walls into the shower you have the the rainfall shower head you have a huge square jacuzzi tub that is as deep as my arm is long i mean it is fabulous bathroom how many people do you think it sleeps four well so but they do have a sleeper sofa yeah i thought yeah i, said, I thought there was so a sleeper it could sofa. Do six. yeah another thing about the bath um three sides of it have a mosaic tile um on there i mean it's the i think thirty thousand. Yeah, 30,000 mosaic tiles. Each one has a 1,000 in there. Mm-hmm. And the, the top of the whole bathroom is like spa- a sparkling sky. It's so neat. And uh, they, the tour guide told us that they had one you know, family staying there and that the woman told them at night when she got up and she couldn't see anything that the marble floors sparkled. So she could find her way around without turning on any lights by looking at the floor. And I thought that was pretty cool. Mm. You know, it's like diamonds. Wow. The little flecks in the marble. But... I just, I liked the fold-out couch. It actually looks like a 17th century like uh, sofa. It's really deep, and also the back of it's really tall, like those antique sofas and settees and things. But then when you pick up the cushion, you can see that it has the pull-out bed inside. So yeah. then you know the 20th century comes flying back at you. But it's a really really cool suite. Yeah, I mean everything is really hidden. There's a refrigerator in there. It's all hidden uh, within the walls or. Because they were saying in yeah. castles, there are a lot of hidden, little hidden areas in castles. Mm, yeah. And, and so they, you know. Tried to incorporate that. Yeah. Also, the alarm clock is hidden. Yeah. We have a picture. Yeah. It's cool. It's like a little uh, tapestry box with a little knob on it. So you would never know that anything was even in there. I thought it was just a box on the table. But then you lift it up and there it is. That's really, it's just nice that they went through all this trouble to really make you feel like you're in the 17th century. Like right. I've said it before, but, you know, there's nothing in there that screams at you and says, hey, look at me on the 20th century. Do you have anything that referenced in, into, uh, like, Tinkerbell or anything? No. No? She's no. not in that story. I was just going to say, it's Cinderella. This is all the yeah. supplies all from Cin- the castle. It's all Cinderella. Right? Yeah. No, Cinderella, Cinderella just lets her stay in the tower. Does, <laughs> does any of it look like it's been used? Is there any wear and tear no, on it? No. It doesn't that's look used. Cool. Not at all. Not I think that's all. why we were so like not wanting to touch like or sit on it. That's what it felt like, yeah. and that's yeah. Well, it doesn't get a lot of foot traffic either. I mean, you know. Yeah, but still, even one night with kids, stuff's going to get scuffed, and yeah. I think that's great. They probably go in and touch it up and redo it. About how big a, a, a space is it? Would you say? You know, I really, I, I, I don't know how to I think guess in square foot, square feet. I would say eight hundred, nine hundred. Less than that. Our apartment that we lived in when we first moved here was like 600 and something square feet. 
Hmm. And it sounds really big. How about as far, can you compare it to any current Disney room? Is it like a DVC property room or is it more like a Polynesian with a extra sitting area? See, that's what I feel like. I feel like it's a normal hotel room with an extra sitting area. So almost like a junior suite. That's yeah, what I yeah. see. That's what like, I said before. Yeah. A junior suite. Yeah. Was it the size a really, of really, really classy cool. junior right. suite? Yes. There's you know priceless antiques. Yeah. In there. I mean, exactly. Right when you walk in, the the two beds are on your right hand side. Immediately to your left is the bathroom. Then in, separating the bathroom and the sitting area is the fireplace and the uh, and the TV dash portrait. Um, so it kind of makes a U shape. The, the room. Yeah, that's what it does. Makes a big U. Do you get a sense of where you are in the castle? You don't, because when you get on the elevator, it takes a while, and it makes you feel like you're going like maybe up to really? the top of the oh, castle, and cool. you're really only on the third floor. So when you look out some of these windows, you know the little back path behind the castle mm-hmm. between, was it Fantasyland and, I can't think, Adventureland, right? Liberty Square. Liberty Square, Liberty Square yeah. So... If you can see that from the view by the beds. I can look down and see those people walking on that path. And then out towards the other side, you can see people. Um, no, the, the view from the sitting area I have, you can see the, the bridge going yeah. into Liberty Square. That's, that's what I can see from mm-hmm. the view from the shot I took. That was, I'm talking about my, right next to the beds when I was looking out the window. Oh, I didn't look through those. Oh, yeah, you can see the back walkway. But it's not a view that you can take photos from, and it's not, you know... Not what I thought it would be. Could you hear any? You. Could you hear any park traffic? Could no. you hear people no. in the park? No. Mm-mm. That's pretty cool. Now I wonder what, like, how long they let when they let it, give a family that room for the the night. I wonder how long they actually get to stay in there. Like, what time are they allowed to go in, and what times they have to be out? I'm assuming it's like four o'clock check in, ten a.m. check out. <laughs> Probably. I'm assuming they have to check out early before they open the park. Really? I assume. I don't know. I have no idea. If anyone stayed. Yeah, yeah, if anyone's done it or knows anybody who's done it. I could not imagine staying there. I mean, I, and you don't have to be a Disney geek or dweeb to think this is cool. Yeah. I mean, this is this is really amazing. They yeah. they went all out for it. Disney does it right. When they do it right, they do it right. That's true. You know? The last thing I want to mention is the stained glass windows in the little sitting area. They actually tell the story of Cinderella. As you look at the panes. So that's really neat, too, to see. You know, we always say that Disney's probably going to start opening this up for people to purchase. I, I, I disagree. After seeing it, I don't see how they can possibly put this up for a, you know, a nightly fee or something like that. I think the mystique of this suite you know, is going to – there's just no way they can – I think keeping it, doing what they're doing with it now, randomly giving it to guests – for this, a night, I think it's a great idea. This space before was a break room for some of the yeah. characters. Yeah. So some of the people lost their break room. <laughs> I think that's kind of funny. I mean, of course, they made more space for them or whatever. Right, but right, right. It's funny to me. I mean, the, one of the things they might want to consider is using it as a template for another hotel or another theme somewhere. Yeah. You know, if it goes over so well. Exactly. They could do a theme after every princess. Each room in the hotel, you know, do a Snow White room, a Cinderella, yeah. and then just keep duplicating them. It's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea at all. Why aren't we Castle. Imagineers? I'm Castle you. Hotel. <laughs> we are, just in a different way. So, all right, cool. Well, thank you very much, guys. That was a uh, very I'm, enlightening report. I have some photos that I'll put up also. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thanks very much. And uh, we're going to move on. John is going to uh, do a segment for us based on an email we received from a listener. 
about her child getting sick while she was at Disney World and not being sure what to do. So John put some information together on uh, tips to keep handy when you're traveling for uh, if you have if you have a medical emergency or something along those lines. So go ahead, John. Uh, Vicki Blackburn from New Milford, Connecticut, wrote to us and said, uh, while at Disney in October, my daughter started to run a fever shortly after arriving at the Magic Kingdom. Since her room at Saratoga Springs wasn't ready yet, I was a little baffled as to where I should go with her, completely forgetting that I could have gone to the first aid station. I thought that it would be nice to remind people that there was a spot to go for first aid and maybe mention where they are in each park. And Vicky actually... Um, uh, reminded me that I had started to work on something earlier and just never got around to finishing it. And basically, it's some some basic uh, pre-planning you can do just to make sure that your family is safe and healthy on a Disney vacation. Um, we spend a lot of time planning where we're going to eat and where we're going to stay and what we're going to do each day. Taking a few precautions and knowing some stuff in advance is just going to make you a little bit more relaxed in case something does happen when you're here on vacation. Um, before you leave, something Bob's mentioned many times before is make sure you have your proper medications and prescriptions with you. Uh, one of the things you want to make sure you do is bring extra. Uh, if you're just going to stay seven nights, bring twice as much, just in case there's unexpected delays or something happens and you just want to need to have that little bit of extra buffer with you. Um, you want to make sure everything, all your prescriptions are in their original container and properly labeled. You don't want them confiscated when you go through security at the airport. If anybody's susceptible to allergies or headaches or something that they get normally during uh, the year anyway, bring a, a couple of over-the-counter medicines with you. I'm not saying clear out your medicine cabinet. You know, you don't have to bring everything you own, but a small bottle of cough medicine, um, analgesics, aspirin, something like that, just in a small carry-on case. Something I'd like to add here. We have different things blooming at different times of the year than you do at home. So if you have something like hay fever or allergies from plants and things like that, keep in mind that Florida has things that bloom even during the winter. And just having that with you for if you can't get to the hotel room or it's the middle of the night, you don't have to worry about what I'm going to do in case those things come up. And just enough to make you more relaxed and more comfortable during your stay. It's more expensive at the hotel also, buying yeah. these things. Exactly. Yeah. I was just going to get to the each hotel. Um, each Disney resort and many of the other resorts have a gift shop. And in the gift shop, they offer these items, cough medicines and things like that. And they're more money. So while it's convenient that it's there and you know you can go downstairs and get it, it's just something to keep in mind that there's an added expense that you might want to take on. I actually keep a, uh, a bag of... Stuff like that, cough medicine, cough drops, uh, 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 allergy medicine, you know, anything like that we might need while we're traveling. I always have a bag of that underneath my, my sink, and when it's time to go, I, I grab it and throw it into my bag. It's so like there. in a little two-packs? Yeah, I, yeah, I try and get, you know, stuff that's not too bulky, um, trial size when you can, but, um, you know, cause I, I, especially with Walter. His allergies are terrible, and I never know when they're going to hit. I never know when they're going to hit. So having Benadryl handy, you know, is a good idea. So keeping things like that in mind and having just, you know, like I said, something pre-packed that you can just throw into your bag when you're ready to go. We do the same thing, and I refill it when we come home. Yeah. So it's ready to go yep. the next time. Exactly. If you're at a resort and you need more more medical attention than that, something more severe comes up or you need something else, uh, contact the front desk. They're going to be the best ones to help you where to go, what's available, what's around. Make sure they're aware of your situation so that they can advise you properly. Uh, 
If you're in the theme parks, uh, as Vicky mentioned, there are first aid stations in every single Disney theme park. They're clearly labeled. Make sure you get a map when you get into the park. These also make great areas for people to meet. If you say we're going to get lost, if we get lost while we're in the park, <laughs> we're going to get lost. <laughs> That's normal. <laughs> you travel with my family. Stuff. It's true. Um, this is a great place to say, okay, in case you get lost, a great place to meet. But it's also, if you're not feeling good, know where the first aid stations are so you can identify identify them and get to them. But don't be afraid to go up to a cast member. I'm not feeling good. My kid's not feeling good. What should we do? They can either get you a med- medical attention there on the spot if it's severe or they can direct you to the first aid location. If you need more, uh, something beyond just over-the-counter medication, or you've run out of your prescription, or you've lost it or something, there are plenty of pharmacies in the immediate area of Disney. There's a Walgreens, a CVS, a Super Walmart, and Publix both have pharmacies in them. Many of these are 24 hours, and because now pharmacies are now nationwide, Mm -hmm. you can call in a prescription. Especially with CVS and Walgreens. Right. If you have your prescription with you and you can just give them the number and they can refill the prescription for you. So it's good to know that these are in the area close by and something you can get to pretty easily. Beyond that, there are walk-in clinics in the area. Uh, Right off of Hotel Plaza Boulevard on Route 535 is a center care walk-in clinic. It offers offers 24-hour medical attention. Um, Something to be aware of is that these are, you know, you're going to get 24-hour medical attention when you arrive. It's, they're going to try to get you in, try to get you out as fast as possible. They can be quite expensive. Make sure you have your insurance with you and also an alternate way of paying. And also uh, that particular center care, I can tell you, can get very busy, Mm -hmm. especially midday, because a lot of cast members uh, go over there. It's where a lot of cast members get medical attention. Uh, They're going to be opening a medical center uh, shortly for, uh, for cast members someplace separately, so that might help the crowds there. But a couple of times I've been to that center care, we've sat there and waited two to three hours before we got taken in. Yikes. So it can be it can be a long wait. You need to keep that in mind. Right. There's another walk-in clinic right up on Route 535 and as well as one on Sand Lake Road. So if for some reason you can't get there, you can get to one of these other ones. Celebration Hospital is located right, right outside of Disney property on 192. Again, you're going to need proof of insurance or some way to pay. But the good news is you can get emergency care if you really, really need it. There's a new pediatric center in the Loop in Hunter's Creek. Now, it's not that convenient to Disney property. It's maybe 15 minutes away on Osceola Parkway. However, this is a nice alternative. It's sort of in between a center care and in between the hospital in in terms of need. If you have a child who's sick, it might be an alternative to taking the kid up to that. The other nice thing is that it's open 24 hours a day. It's actually called Night Owl Pediatrics. Hmm. Because invariably children get sick as At soon as the doctor closes. Yeah, and I think parents would probably be more comfortable knowing that they're they, they were taking their child to a pediatrician. So it's been, we want to definitely make sure we have a link to that up on the site. We will get that. And finally, if you're not any place where you can get help and it's uh, an extreme emergency, just remember that there's the 911 emergency service. Dialing 911 will get you uh, emergency. Uh, help as soon as possible and paramedics should come out and and help you and take you to the right facilities you know again we don't want anybody to be scared or worried on their trip that something bad is going to happen to them but knowing these things and being prepared is always going to make it a little bit easier to go away and and feel safe and you know and i and I, i tell the story all the time when john and i went on a cruise and i got a coughing fit in the middle of the night 
and all I needed was cough medicine. That's all I needed was just a shot of cough medicine to knock it out of me. Hours I'm going trying to get rid of this this cough. I'm drinking tea. I'm walking around. Nothing would get rid of it. We had to wake the nurse up, and that shot of cough medicine cost 60 bucks for that one shot of cough. They didn't even give me the bottle. That was just... Here's your two tables. Your two tablespoons. You put them in a little cup for me. I took it. That was it, and it was sixty dollars. And so. part of the the charge was because we had to wake somebody up in the middle. Right, of the night it was an emergency had... service charge. Yeah. So you know, it it really, it, it's in any kind of trip planning. When we talk, discuss any kind of trip planning. This is certainly one of the things you need to consider because, you know, Murphy's law: mm-hmm. what can go wrong will and usually does. And when you're on vacation, especially with kids. Um, just having some uh, some pre putting some pre thought into it can save you a lot of time, money, and aggravation. Also, knowing your your limitations, also of what you can do, you know, at, as you're touring around, you know, mm-hmm. spending too much time in the park it can get to you. So, over pushing people can cause problems too. Okay. In the especially, words of Scar, be prepared. Yeah, especially uh, the elderly. Trying to push them too far. So, well, thank you very much, John. We appreciate the segment. And that is going to do it for us this week, folks. I hope you enjoyed the show. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, next week, our January 8th show, we're going to have a lot more details on our photo contest and our 2009 podcast cruise and some of the other stuff that we've been, uh, that, I, that I mentioned. So, you definitely want to tune in next Tuesday for that. And uh, from all of us here, we hope you have a great week, and we'll be back with you next Tuesday with another edition of the Diz Unplugged.